In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Today is a story of three meals, though not so savory at the start. The first meal is Herod's meal. It is King Herod's birthday party, where John the baptizer loses his head on a bar bet. It's the story just before the gospel for today. It is the first story in St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. You remember how it goes. There is a feast, and at the feast... Herod likes the drinking and the food and the dancing just a bit too much. And he promises one of the dancers, his stepdaughter, anything at all up to half his kingdom for a job well done. So she goes to her mommy, the queen, who hates the baptizer. And Herod pays for the dance with John's head on a platter. John is served up as the final course. That is meal number one. The second meal is the gospel for today. The second meal is Jesus' meal, the feeding of the 5,000. You know this story too. The middle chapters of St. Matthew's gospel are a bit contentious. And it seems that Jesus is exhausted from being pastor and now grieved at the loss of his cousin, the baptizer. So Jesus puts in for a sabbatical. He slips away to a deserted place and tries to get some rest. But the paparazzi are relentless, and the crowds track him down. So though he grieves, tired, and tired of contention, and tired of evil, and tired of death, Jesus, nevertheless, sees the need. He still pities the crowd. He still heals their sick, and he spends the day with them. It is toward evening now, and Jesus tries to get some help. But the disciples are tired, too. And though they see the need, they lack the pity, or the initiative, or the empathy, or the faith, or the something that would prompt them. And so they asked Jesus to send away these who are so hungry. But Jesus sees that sending folks away is not the way of the gospel. They don't need to go away, he says. You give them something, verse 16. There's a bit of protest. All we've got is five loaves and two fishies. But bring it, says Jesus. And he blesses and he breaks, and he gives. And they eat, and all are satisfied. 5,000, plus the women and the children, and 12 baskets overflowing. A miracle at Jesus' hands. That is meal number two. Now, what do we make of all of that, and where do you all fit in? Meal number one, Herod's birthday party, is clearly an Old Testament story. It is a story about Elijah and the reappearance of the new Elijah, the baptizer, the forerunner of Christ, the one who would initiate a glorious age where you could buy wine and milk without cost and you could finally be satisfied, a soul at rest, it is clearly a story about salvation on the way. 
though poor old John the baptizer never saw it, not on earth. He became dessert. Meal number two is Jesus' meal. It is clearly a New Testament story, clearly a story about Jesus the Messiah, about the Christ who follows Elijah, follows the baptizer bearing the kingdom of God. Wherever he goes, he preaches, he teaches, he heals, he feeds without fail. Jesus' ministry is the inbreaking in real time of the kingdom of God. Bread for the world and 12 baskets overflowing. You all come and then more, and even a nosh, 12 baskets for the 12 tribes of Israel. It is clearly a story not about salvation on the way, but salvation that has arrived. Here and now, it is a story about the thirsty coming to the waters. Jesus, the water of life. It is a story about the hungry having bread. Christ, bread from heaven. It is a story about the first Moses, Moses, and the second Moses, Christ. And all of that for free, for you, without cost. It is a story about the lavish grace that God intends for all of you. Grace which is the lubricant of the kingdom of God. The only thing that makes things work smoothly. And so this is your story. Words to disciples. They don't need to go away. You all give them something. I suppose I could put the whip to you now. You do it. You get busy. You try harder. You give them something. That will be preached from many pulpits this morning. But that's no way to be a disciple. That is utter law. And it is so pressing In the words of one of our friends, if being Christian is something that makes you groan, you have almost certainly got it wrong. And yet Jesus said it there in verse 16, folks don't need to go away, you all give them something. You really need to understand, if you are going to come to church and be a disciple, you really need to understand that Jesus is not trying to break you down or burden you or press you. He is not trying to give you one more thing to do. Jesus is trying to let you be part of the kingdom, part of the inbreaking of salvation, part of grace here and now. Jesus Christ is trying to let you play. There are tired folks who need rest, There are hungry folks who need to be fed. There are people who are starving to death in their souls. And what they need is a Messiah. And if they don't hear it and get it from you, they may never hear it or get it. And wouldn't you like to be in on that? They don't need to go away. You all, you, here this morning, you give them something. It is an invitation to be an insider, to be a disciple, to be in on what your rabbi is in on. It was right there in the Old Testament, but it comes true for you here today, this morning. Listen to me, give ear, come to me, hear me, 
that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, and you, you all. You all will summon the nations because the Lord has endowed you with splendor, because the Lord has given you gifts. You are not set to the task alone. So there is nothing to be frightened about and no good reason for any of you to hold back. You are simply to do what Jesus has done and say what Jesus has said. It's there in verse 19. Jesus gave the fishes and the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. You are simply the middleman. Like St. Paul, you deliver what you received. And so you never stand alone, and you always get to play. This is a story about two meals, but it's really the story of two things the intersection of a Messiah and his disciples. It's a story about being used well, because that's what Messiahs do. They use their disciples. And it is also a story about exceeding expectations, mostly about Jesus exceeding our expectations, about Jesus Christ having something left at the end of the day when you and I have nothing. Since he always turns out to be more Jesus than we could ever imagine, that makes us more us than we could have ever dreamt. He makes more of us than we would have ever thought possible. I know, I know that your lives are often in a swirl and not always for bad reasons. I know you are very accomplished and very busy. I know that, I know that you can even grow weary of that, however. And when you add to that whatever grieving you might have, when a barbet goes badly, and somebody loses their head. I know that it is easy to be weary and to look for a place to hide out, someplace remote where no one can find you. And for a season, there is nothing wrong with that. Unless, of course, as you gather your rest, you lose your empathy. You grow blind to the needy, and forget what you're meant for, and lose heart for the lost, and at the end of the day don't see the difference between sending the pitiable home and feeding them. To strengthen you against all of that, there is a third meal, one where Jesus takes and blesses and breaks and gives the Lord's Supper, a meal only for disciples, only for insiders, because it is a meal that drops down from heaven, and there are only disciples in heaven. Meal number three is Old Testament and New Testament both, a story about manna from heaven, Jesus, the bread of life, a story about the Passover lamb, and Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. 
a story about the Lord who will see you through, and frankly, about the Lord who wants a piece of you. It's all there in verse 19. He gave gifts to the disciples, and the disciples gave them on to others. So in the end, it's all about evangelism, isn't it? Regularly, the third meal is served here. Jesus here as the final course. And no one need be grieving. Salvation without cost. Rest and nourishment for your soul. And then always more, the way of the gospel, always more. Seeing what the Lord might do with you and how he might have best use of you. What the Lord might put into your hands that you might be given out to others so they need not be sent away. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.